Good morning on a sort of okay Friday morning. It's a little little cloudy outside, a little gloomy, nothing uh, too crazy over here, but we are coming to you live from New York City, the studio on TalkingAlternative.com. You are listening to Secrets of the Sire, brought to you by your host, that is me, Michael Dolce. You can uh, catch us on TalkingAlternative.com every week at this time, 11 a.m. Eastern, where we talk movies comics, pop culture, TV shows, and comic books. I might have said that already, but that's okay. I'll do it again. Comic books. And we have uh, some special guests in studio. We have the uh, the gang, or part of the gang, from Bad Coyote Funky, part of our two, uh, two-part crossover. See, that's the comic book angle I'd like to reiterate. See, you guys can say hello. How are you guys doing out there? And that is Sergio. Hello, world. And that is Casey. So uh, we had an awesome podcast uh, last night. Why don't you guys give us a little uh, recap on what we what we talked about? Oh man, in the podcast we were talking about the uh, Dark Knight comic in uh, the wake of the Batman vs Superman coming out this weekend, and uh, it was great. Yeah, that's the uh, the Dark Knight Returns, the 1986 uh, graphic novel by Frank Miller, um, Klaus Janson, and Lynn Varley. Um, all time classic, one of the best Batman stories of all time, and we knocked it out of the park for about an hour just talking about them punching each other in the face. <laughs> and Casey called me old. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great how we talked about the influence, how uh, it had to shape Batman from what he was in the campy 60s, 70s, bam, wow, Batman, to what he is now. <laughs> Which is being the star in one of the most highly anticipated, possibly controversial movies of the year in terms of the comic book world. Um, one of the controversies that I wanted to kind of talk about, and if you guys follow the blog on Secrets of the Sire.com, new blog every Wednesday, is that the Superman versus Batman, or Batman versus Superman, however you want to call it, did what I think is a cardinal sin, and it's something that I've talked to the Bad Coyote Funky Bunch about a lot, is movie trailers giving away too much in advance of the actual movie. And what I'm talking about, so if you haven't seen the trailers and you are trying to block your, your mind, your ears, your telepathy, whatever it is from seeing anything from this movie, I suggest you do not turn off the broadcast because that's just stupid. And you should not turn off the podcast when we have our podcasts on iTunes the following Monday. You should just do the na 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 with your hands, with your fingers in your ear and cover it up so we can kind of... Uh, you know, get into this a little bit. So there was a trailer, trailer number two, I believe it was, which featured Lex Luthor and featured a huge nugget of information that I would rather have found out organically by watching the movie. I had no idea it was coming. Else, I would have actually covered my ears or my eyes and I would have looked away. But that is the appearance of Doomsday, um, which every comic book you know lover knows is the ultimate villain who ends up thrashing Superman to death back in 1994, and here he is on, uh, on a movie trailer, of all things. It's not enough, you know, the way I opened my blog, I actually said, you know, Batman vs. Superman was great, you know, Wonder Woman surprise guest appearance, and Doomsday catapulting out of that giant meteor thanks to Lex Luthor manipulating our heroes into a massive slugfest. Man, that movie, you know, Batman vs. Superman, it has it all. I haven't seen it yet. But I guess I have seen it, right? I mean, I can kind of put together all the little pieces in my head now as to how this is going to go down, including that massive, awesome slugfest that's going to happen between Batman and Superman. To be fair, that would have been enough for me. It's Batman versus freaking Superman. I don't need to know Doomsday's coming. It would have been so cool to be in a theater surrounded by people saying like, oh my God, I can't believe they just did that. And I'm sure there's some other nuggets in there, and I'm sure it's hyped up enough where I'm going to watch it again. But to me, I just I don't want to see that. So now what we have on our hands is yet another movie that has kind of given away the trailer, and we'll go into a few more uh, a little later in the uh, in the show as to you know uh, Terminator, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Jurassic Park. Like I mean, it's 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 like an epidemic that's going on. So uh, Sergio, Casey, what do you what are your guys' thoughts on that? Did, did the movie trailer give away too much, or am I making too big a deal out of this? It, it definitely did show way too much, and uh, Zack Snyder actually commented on this, and for a director to come out and comment on something like that, you know something is wrong. It's like, wait, why are you saying, and well, what he said was, uh, I, I'm not really quoting verbatim here, but he said, uh, I showed 
upset because I felt the audience needed to see that and there might be something else in the movie for you there. And I was like, wait a minute, something bigger than Doomsday already in Batman vs. Superman? This thing's just starting up? You're going to need like days to watch it, I feel like. I feel like you're going to have to come in with your like thermos and your tent and, and <laughs> it's going to be like an 18-hour movie then. Because, I mean, if he's really cramming in every single thing, I mean, what more could he possibly put in there? Now, hey, that's great marketing, but it took him to get out to comment on the trailer. If I don't read his interview... Exactly. I think it's all gone away. Yeah, and they, they showed the Wonder Woman entrance. They they showed uh, Batman and Superman acknowledging that she's there. Oh, I thought she was with you. I thought she was with you. I mean, <laughs> can you have to say that for the movie? So when that pivotal point happens, we're like, whoa, there she is. Gal Gadot is a Wonder Woman. I'd rather not have that in there to be surprised. There's no, it's like these these marketing guys don't want any magic. It's like we need to pull these people in. I mean, it's Batman versus Superman. Why aren't you going to go see it? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's enough right there. Casey, what do you think? You. As part of the marketing, it you got to put butts in seats. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it is. And and more than that, it's the merchandising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see a big monster like Doomsday in that trailer, your 10-year-old is going to be next to you be like, I want, I want that action figure. Let's go to Toys R Us and grab one of these fourteen ninety nine things right off the shelf, sure. a select action figure. But at the same time, you know, you're also trying to draw on people who are like, maybe wanted a death or Superman lives from the 90s <laughs> with Nicolas Cage to come back and it's like you know I really this Batman Superman thing's pretty good but like what if there was Doomsday or what if there was Dark Side or I'm I'm the one guy in the audience who's pulling for like Atomic Skull to show up in a Superman <laughs> movie but don't hold your uh, <laughs> don't hold your hopes up there on that one uh, no it, it's true though I, I guess the flip side to that and my argument in my blog was uh, now okay actually a couple things one Entertainment Weekly actually did an article on this last year because just like Zack Snyder had to kind of address the trailer um, the director of uh, Terminator Alan Taylor actually was taken completely by surprise that the entire hook of his movie was given away in the trailer that John Connor was indeed the villain of Terminator that was a crazy spoiler. I remember because I love Terminator, and to see that uh, John Connor was transforming from a term like from a Terminator to like John Connor, I was like, "Wait, was that is that a mistake? Are we supposed to see mm. this?" I did somebody in marketing goofed up, and he's either fired or some executive was like, "This is how we get people to see this movie. It's Terminator. We're going to see it." And that's yeah. the thing I think they don't understand. We're going to see these movies. Don't show everything. Just like uh, I just don't jump a bit ahead. I wanted to see. Um, the new uh, Captain America Civil War movie, mm-hmm. and they showed Spider-Man. All they should have done, showing that trailer, it was great, didn't show too much, but when the webbing came down to grab Captain America's shield, cut it right there, and then Captain America Civil War, boom, don't show Spider-Man yet. You don't think but, you think they gave away a little too much? Because actually, I, I thought I, they did it okay there. They gave a little cameo I, for Spider-Man. I, I think so too. I mean, uh, I, I would have been wowed more like in the theaters, like seeing him, you know, and seeing what he looks like. I mean, well, we know who the, who the actor is. We don't. We kind of had some glimpses of what the costume wore. Nothing official, and then that trailer came out. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of just being surprised. Like when the Force Awakens was coming out, they handled that beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, well. that was actually one of the things we were going to get into. But um, Casey, what are your thoughts on that? Serge has got the right idea about how that Captain America trailer could have ended in my head um he does the underoos thing and then you just hear the thwip mm. because the noise alone people are like spider-man you got it it's the same like at the end of the force awakens trailer with the lightsaber noise i think the lightsaber is more iconic to the masses though mm. than the thwip would be to the masses i don't know if they would truly get that but uh but i know i kind of see what you guys are saying i'm okay with civil war because you you knew you Read enough about uh, Spider-Man being moved over to the universe. It, it, to me, it was kind of like a cool thing just to see what the costume was going to look like and how he was going to look like. So I was okay with that. Bringing Doomsday into a Superman versus Batman movie is like a huge... That's a huge plot point. I mean, I guess Spider-Man is too, but I guess my point is Doomsday shouldn't be in this movie, right? Now, it's cool that he will be, but we didn't have to know that in the trailer for me to go see Superman fighting Batman in the iconic Dark Knight Returns-esque you know, landscape. And, and the way they build it up, too, they even showed in the trailer, uh, like Luther talking, the, the, the body of Zod there, and then they show like some mad scientist stuff. So it's like you're showing us the process of how he's coming to be, then he jumps out of the building. It's like, wait a minute, save that for, that's a huge reveal. We're like, yeah. Doomsday, first off, already, second off, we're like, wait a minute, what, why was that shown? I mean, yeah. I, 
unnecessary. And Doomsday's even got like that Mark Ruffalo CGI face <laughs> where he still looks just like General Zod. He, he looks, like, he looks, he looks oh. like a Ninja Turtle. He looks like those awful Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. <laughs> he does with, look with, like with spikes that. Coming he out. I'm like, he's like, like a Stegosaurus that. and like Michelangelo from the new. Like, <sighs> you just see Doomsday stomp in front of Lois line. Whoa, whoa, wait. It's just a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Megan Fox and then huge explosions and then money kill me now <laughs> we are uh, joined by the uh, the gang from bad coyote funky you can uh, so for any periscope peeps that can only see my beautiful mug um, we actually have Sergio and Casey from Bad Coyote Funky. We have our trusty engineer, Sam, who's here every week making the magic happen. And that is also going out to our, our YouNow and YouTube followers as well. Get a little house cleaning out of the way. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audio, audibletrial.com slash secrets of the sire. Or you can go to the uh, website, secretsofthesire.com, click on the Audible ad, and you can get uh, over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Audible.com is what you're looking for. Call in as well if you guys have opinions on this. Did Superman versus Batman give away too much? The number to call in is 877-480-4120. If you're listening to the podcast, don't call in because then you'll be interrupt- interrupting someone else's show, and no one wants that. Or do they? We'll find out. You can uh, stream us on Periscope. So hello to the Periscope peeps who are in and out. Um, just look under my moniker, Michael underscore Dolce. You can follow me on Instagram as well, mdolce64. And of course, the Facebook page, which uh, we always uh, encourage folks to go to, is facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Go Utah just joined us on Periscope, so I'm sure he's going to chime in as well. We're going to have a little section for comments as well. Uh, when we come back... We're going to talk more about Batman versus Superman. I want to know what these guys think the movie's going to be like. We all haven't seen it yet. We're going to give our predictions in the next segment. And then next week, I'm going to actually be giving my review, my spoiler-free review of the movie. But I'm curious what these guys think it's going to be based on what we're hearing. So when we return, Secrets of the Sire. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century, Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. It is your weekly pop culture, comic book, movie, TV show, and music talk. Uh, we have uh, some guests uh, in the studio here. We have Casey and Sergio. They're from Bad Coyote Funky. You can go to badcoyotefunky.com. Check out their live podcast every Thursday night at 9.30 on twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. They welcomed me last night, and we had a really great roundabout talking about the Dark Knight Returns comic, talking about Batman versus Superman. Uh, and so, it, it, as part of our crossover event, see, this is an event, guys. This is a crossover event. It's, it's really exciting. Um, something smells funky says John Swizzle on uh, our Periscope feed. Uh, we welcome everyone to, to call in because we love having uh, listeners as well. And we have our first call in of the day. We have Eileen on line one. Eileen? Hi. I was just wondering, um, you know how you have the Fantastic Four movies and I, I know that uh, you know this doesn't pertain in such a main to uh, Batman and, uh, and Superman, but what I wanted to know is, you know, they're all coming out now with uh, characters uh, that have that are just humans, 
mm-hmm. you know. And the only one that has superhuman strength is Superman. So what I was wondering is, do they think, do do we see in the foreseeable future that there will be a movie with just all humans and not dealing with the superhuman strength that they, they possess? Would I, Are you... Phrasing that as if, um, you know, I guess like a, a human super team, essentially, that that, that more like kind of like Batman, I guess. Is that is that kind of where you're going with it? Because Batman is kind of like a normal person, but he's kind of, you know, an extraordinary human. Sergio, well, what do you... Th- what do you okay. In the sense that, you know, he has his utility belt and he has all his, you know, his things, just like Spider-Man has his costume. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying Daredevil so much now. Okay. Oh, great. And I was just wondering if just the the human characters will form you know form a force well, we're kind of going to see that in uh, Suicide Squad coming out later uh, this year. Some of the members do have powers, but you got Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just like a regular person. And they're not heroes, but they're villains. But I think that's... I'm really looking forward to that movie. You know, uh, you got Will Smith, who's Deadshot. And uh, Deadshot doesn't really have powers. He just really he has really good aim. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of what he does. And, and Daredevil's actually a great... Um, Amazing. You know, representation of that of that belief. But he does have superpowers, though. I mean, he just happens to be more of a normal guy. I guess, the, I guess Eileen, what your question is, we have these, like, godlike people and godlike, you know, characters like a Superman who can fly and do all this crazy stuff. And you're looking for more yeah. grounded stuff. Casey, yeah. what do you think? They're, they're actually... It's, a, it's more realistic. It's more germane to today, you know? Sure. There, there are a couple of movies out there that aren't like big name comic properties that deal with sort of ordinary people mm-hmm. trying to jump into the the superhero fray. Uh, a big one a lot of people like is Kick Ass. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson sure. in the starring role. It's about a a teenager who's trying to be popular in school. He's like, I love comic books. I'm going to don a costume and fight crime, and he gets. His butt kicked. Mm. Bad. But he learns, I guess, what it really takes to step up, be tough, and, and do stuff like that. And then there's also Super, which was... Yep. Uh, was that James Gunn? I think it was. I, it's got... Um, from the office. Uh, it's Dwight from the office in it. Uh, he, it didn't uh, do very well, though. It, no. but, a, but a good <laughs> one... It's a, I really like it a whole lot. It's, it's like a, a guy who's sort of a little mentally unhinged, but he, he feels like doing the right thing. Um, it, it follows... Since you're a fan of Daredevil, you see the, the Punisher's whole obligation is stepping up to do what's right in the wake of tragedy and loss. And, and that movie has elements of that in it as well. I think that's what I enjoyed most is the fact that you know, you see a lot of their humanity and their passion and, you know, their um, where they're coming from, which shows the goodness that's under, underlying, you know, their, um, you know, their, their torment. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, there's the they're not reliant on their powers because I guess you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of people. Oh, I have this. I can do that because I'm so fantastical. But but what you like is the substance of it all, like the heart of these characters. Yes. And uh, and yes. you definitely see it. And I agree with you. I definitely see that in Daredevil. Like Matt Murdock does have the ability to see without seeing, but at the same time, his character alone, like just it, it'd build a show. Even if he didn't have those powers, it would be a great show because of what he's doing and how he's doing it in his heart. I think I think overall, Eileen, you're going to see a little bit of both because the the uh, Batman versus Superman is a great uh, segue into the Justice League, which is just godlike characters. But then you have the Daredevils, the Luke Cages. Um, they're going to be forming their own like Netflix Defenders team. So I think you're going to see both. And and at the end of the day, I think the one absolute is you're going to just see more and more and more of these comic book franchises because no matter what, the studios are petrified of doing anything brand new and are relying on thing on properties that exist with an existing fan base so eileen we thank you for the call thank you so much and i appreciate your knowledge on all of this i'm so enjoying all of the uh daredevil series and i thank you for obliging uh, me with these uh, answers absolutely anytime we're here every friday 11 a.m eastern we've got uh, want to say hi to our periscope peeps that just signed on as well we have some more joining us from around the globe we have people from around the globe listening to us on talkingalternative.com. we've got greg online too i have a feeling this is a greg that we know and love who's been on the show before but let's see hey what's going on mike what's going on greg long time no, no, long time no here 
I know, right? Uh, long-time listener, second-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for those who don't know, Greg uh, is... Greg is of, um, go off of what Eileen was saying. Uh, if she hasn't seen her already, the Watchmen movie, uh, there's yeah. only what, one, two characters that actually have powers in it. And it has a lot to do with, um, you know, growing up and the struggle with becoming older and, you know, um, not as, I guess, good at what you used to do is what it used to be. So if she hasn't checked that out, definitely, definitely watch that movie. Because uh, I think that that's kind of more what she's looking for. Yeah, no, that is that's something we actually talked about. We talked about the Watchmen movie last night on the uh, Bad Coyote Funky podcast that I was a part of, and Watchmen is a great example of grounded, rea- you know, gritty reality. In fact, you know, those that graphic novel along with Dark Knight Returns, which is what we kind of covered last night, are like the quintessential, you know, gritty, realistic people. Like, what would happen if superheroes are actually real people? I actually, in my book, The Sire, kind of addressed that same issue because I always found it funny that, you know, in The Sire is about a superhero forced by his own costume to fight evil because otherwise I thought to myself, how in the world is anybody going to... Like, if you had superpowers, I'd be on, like, the Today Show right now. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be patrolling rooftops. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just not that that good. <laughs> so, I, you know, that was always my, my belief. So, uh, you know, that's definitely something we talked about. Greg, you were a big fan of the Watchmen movie, if I recall correctly. Yes, I do like the book a little bit better, but I do I did really, really like the movie. I thought it was a really good ad- adaptation of the source material. Which Bad Coyote Bunch member was saying the movie was better than the book? That was me. Oh, Casey, ah. I thought that was you. It's, it's, my, it's my, one, my one shame, my secret shame. <laughs> there's just something about the way that the movie comes together and the, the change in the ending that makes it a little simpler, a little less complicated. Love the change in the ending. I have no problem with that because they can't set up... I mean, otherwise, that would be another seven, seven or eight-hour movie. <laughs> if they did all the subplots and all the sub-dialogue in there as well. So many deleted scenes in the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie was well made. Absolutely well made for, for a comic movie. And it's funny too because uh, uh, a lot of um, <laughs> people didn't know that it's not a family movie. It's not your adventures. So when I went to see it in the theaters, a lot of families were there. And I was like, this is uh, yeah. not a yeah. family movie. No, and not all, at all. You got, you got Rorschach just beating, beating people to, you know, and uh, other things that can be mentioned. But uh, very well made. No, I agree. Now, so Casey, what is the, um, give us a little breakdown as to why you like the movie better besides just the ending. Was it just, when did you read, when did you read Watchmen, the graphic novel? I first read Watchmen when I, I started. I've been reading comics ever since I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't get into the more Casey's like 12, by the way. I'm just, yeah. you know, just letting everyone He's got a beard somehow. I, somehow. He's like one of those kind of kids, but it's, it's okay. It's glued on in the studio. They got all these, these props so you look better There's on the There's a guy walking around New York with a snake oil pitch. Hello. Get down. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> I, uh, I've been reading comics ever since I was a kid. When I was 16, I, I read... Dark Knight and Watchmen and all this stuff at the same time because I, I met a bunch of people who were like, if you haven't read these, you haven't read comics. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I appreciated it. Um, I don't know if I really appreciated it for what it was because I didn't have a background reading comics at the time, really seeing the impact of, of what happened um, you know, fall in its wake. Um, and even and Alan Moore is just kind of like when you don't read anything by him before you're just kind of like oh who's this like yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. this is pretty mm-hmm. good but then as you read everything else and you hear people talk about him it's like this guy's a legend yep so once I was old enough to read it again maybe eighteen nineteen um, I, I gained a real appreciation for the style of narrative the way that it's paced the fact that the covers themselves are a panel in each issue yeah. You don't see that a lot in most comics. Oh, absolutely you, not. Sometimes you get this cheesecake art, something to draw, a big lie on the front. You know, not a hoax, not an imaginary tale. Yeah. But but this, it 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 it's a story, and you're you're thrust right into it. But the reason I like the movie more, oh, good. is <laughs> again my my greatest shame. I just I find the the pacing still works for whatever reason mm-hmm. um i know a lot of people are upset that they throw in these crazy fight scenes but at the same time i i just found it visually engaging like the whole the whole bit where night owl and silk specter are ambushed in an alley yeah in the comic it's like three four panels like they whoop these guys and then sure. that's it but they're like when they hit them like you feel it like yeah. they're breaking yeah, bones and stuff it's it's very it's very intense um even the fight at the beginning with yeah the yeah. mysterious figure and the comedian <laughs> You know, we touched upon this last night. My biggest complaint of the movie and the reason that it, it was almost a too faithful adaption 
Like, he went too faithful. I actually agree with you. I think the fight scenes are amazing. I think that everything... But if you watch the trailer, to tie it all in... Oh, yeah. we're talking movie trailer. See how it goes. Hey. Zack Snyder is the master of the movie trailer to me. He makes kick butt... We don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. He makes kick butt <laughs> um, movie trailers. And he... In this particular case, when I saw... It had the Smashing Pumpkins theme yes. coming out of the water. And it was the super slow motion. And they're walking down the prison. And it's like... Holy cow, this is going to be unbelievable. And then you have like the, the soundtrack. He literally, beat by beat, used the music that you, quote unquote, and anybody in Periscope and anybody on YouTube can see me using the air quotes. Anyone on radio cannot. But um, I'm using the air, air quotes because he used the music from the book. Alan Moore actually details what music should be playing in every single panel so if you actually go in there and and like when uh when um comedian gets thrown out of the window in the front of the uh, you know in the very beginning of the movie there is a specific song playing and Zack Snyder has that exact song playing when it happens and it just it doesn't translate to the movie to me and I think the soundtrack actually is the biggest reason that I I, I it ruined it for me you know having the comical um you know uh, what, what was the what was the song that played after uh, Night Owl and Silk Spectre finally uh, you know get their groove on? Uh, uh, last or something like that. It, it was uh, like some sort the, of. Is it is it Hendrix? It, no, it's no, not no, Hendrix. No, no, no. It was, is was, definitely not. When the comedian was doing a uh, right, and 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 even when Doctor Manhattan is is, is all along the Watchtower. Like, yeah, uh, no, no, no. It's not. All, yeah. See, it's not all along the Watchtower when they finally make love in the uh, in the Night Owl thing after they beat up people. It's like some cheesy thing, and it actually. In the book, as I'm reading it, it's actually an intense, you know, decomposition of like these human emotions. Night Owl can only get off when he's in his costume. And it's like this like really deranged, you know, thing that's like, wow. But you don't, you don't, I don't know, it just felt like laughable when I saw it on screen versus when I read it. And I'm like, holy cow, this is like really, really deeper than any comic book has ever gone before. So that was my, that was my like, you know, thing about it where I was like, eh. So, Greg, we have you on. Did you have a question yeah. before we go to break? Uh, no, I just wanted to wanted to call in and, and mention uh, Watchmen to Eileen because uh, you know just in case she didn't hear about it or whatever. And that's it. You got nothing else for us. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> give, us, give us something good. How about how about this? And and if you can hold on the line, we also have David on the line as well. And we'll get to David in, after the break. Um, in our comic book March Madness, you can go to my Twitter page at Michael underscore Dolce. Greg and Sergio actually came on the show a few weeks ago, and we we uh, limited the contestants down to four from each movie franchise: Batman, Superman, Spider Man, and X Men. And we're pitting them against each other first within each franchise, and then as the March Madness unfolds, uh, we're going to have the winner of the Batman bracket take on the winner of the Superman bracket, and the winner of the Spider-Man take on the winner of the X-Men, and then ultimately have a, an ultimate final two that go up against each other. We broke down the four Superman movies we wanted, Superman 1, Superman 2, Man of Steel, and uh, I had my guest Jeff Gomez come on last week and actually uh, vote for the Brandon Routh Superman to be the fourth entrant because we couldn't decide. Man of Steel is actually winning at the moment. So we're going to go to break. Greg, I want to hear your comments on that, and then David will get to you as soon as we come back from break. This is uh, Secrets of the Sire. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone. And now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time. So join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
for any music heads out there, that is actually my band, AGO. And uh, we're going to have all of our tracks that we play on the show available on my SoundCloud account in the next couple weeks. We've had some requests for that. That is Hassan Godwin on bass, and he's pretty damn incredible. I'm going to hopefully have him on the show. He's a huge comic book guy as well, too. Uh, welcome to all the Periscope peeps. Yep, we are live on the radio, TalkingAlternative.com. Welcome to all the YouNow peeps as well. Uh, we'll be live on YouTube as well. We're joined by the Bad Coyote Funky Bunch. We got Casey, we got Sergio, and we actually have Greg on line one. Greg, what do you think about our fan poll that right now, currently, I, I don't know how this is happening, um, but Man of Steel is is ranked as the highest, as the most, as the fan favorite at the moment, and the poll ends in a half an hour. So I'm not too surprised with it, in all honesty. Uh, if you look at this, at least as far as I can see, the audience of this day and age, they love production value. They love grit. Mm -hmm. So the Superman, if they haven't seen the first Superman movie, you know, when they were a bit younger, they mm -hmm. don't have that nostalgia factor, which is what I know I have with Christopher Reeve's Superman. Um, and the special effects, I mean, they're good for what the time was, but they're not the best. They're not Man of Steel. So I think, you know, pardon the pun, but grounding Superman down and you're, giving you're him pardoned. really good special effects and making him gritty and making him unsure of himself is what more people can relate to. And they enjoy that movie a bit more. If not, that it's just in their more recent memory than the Christopher Reeves Superman. And what's interesting is that there's a lot of people I know that, that don't really care for Man of Steel. I mean, I, I loved Man of Steel. Uh, I like Zack Snyder as a director. I mean, the, the scene where he's learning how to fly and then the big orchestra chimes up and he just believes in himself and just starts flying across the world was, I, I got goosebumps from watching sure. that. And then uh, the, the big battle with Zod at the end, uh, I know some people were like, oh, that battle is way too long. I'm like, what do you mean? You, we want them to fight for two seconds and go back to what? Talking? Come on. No, no. You know, the movie wasn't bad. I think the big complaint was that it just wasn't a Superman movie movie and that was what I think people had the biggest uh, that it was too you know, dark and too I actually like that I mean Superman doesn't have to be hey everybody I'm Superman let's do it I mean I like, I'm a huge Batman fan so when I saw that this movie was darker I was like yeah this is more my speed the the movie has a, a lot of issues not just with Superman's character because that's first and foremost the, the biggest problem is that you try and make this upstanding all American truth justice American mm -hmm. way boring which they changed to all that stuff sure <laughs> uh, but it's um He's a, he's a symbol of, of good, uh, a paragon hero you can inspire to. It would be like if they if they made Captain America fighting, you know, j just street street crime, but then like he's also on the take sure. from a dealer or something like that. Like they, he doesn't stand for that. Um, you know, forty years ago, what, right, nineteen seventy eight Superman. Yeah, yeah. They the special effects Amazing. they're they're struggling to make you believe a man can fly. Yeah, <laughs> that is the tagline of that movie. And I mean to see how far things have come, that movie did fantastic for what it was. But I I don't think it holds up very well at all. Really? And so it doesn't surprise me at all that that Man of Steel is the choice. I mean, also it's it's like it's almost like first past the post with all of these movies that are kind of eh. mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I mean. What what need what need we say about Superman three? There's an evil. Well, okay. <laughs> that one gave me nightmares. So we're not yeah. even going to go. There. I don't even know what you're talking or, about. Or, or, a qu horrible, or quest horrible. for peace. Or uh, well, that didn't exist. That didn't. Happen. <laughs> yeah, these that are all was, things. I, I, I yeah, don't know what else. That was a, a five year old did a coloring book. Greg, Greg, we thank you for your call. We want to get to David on line one. David, what do you got for us? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. So, um. Yeah, I agree with Greg. It's surprising that people did like do like Man of Steel. Um, and I agree with Greg also. I am coming from watching like, the original Christopher Reeve um, take on it back from like the 70s. Mm -hmm. However, I agree with Casey also that I watched it like very, very recently, like, maybe a, a week ago at the most. Sure. And original Superman does not hold up well at all like very, like the the special effects are very dated mm -hmm. and um the fight scenes even, like fight scenes between zod and like all his guys against superman but even also like some of the acting's not that great also some of the powers that they give superman really make no sense in the scheme of things sure the, what about the, the chest emblem <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. i agree with that what do you yeah. guys think about so right now the the poll is at 
31% for Superman, 23% for Superman 2, 0 for Superman Returns. No one, no one likes the big gay um, Brandon <laughs> Routh film coming out film as, as our, as our uh, guest Jeff Gomez kind of eloquently uh, allegorized it. Allegorical? Yeah, allegorical. Yeah, that's the word. That's close enough. Uh, and 46% of Man of Steel. Now, my thinking is this is actually like an election right now, and you have an independent candidate that is splitting the vote. And I think there's a lot of people that love Superman 1, and they love Superman 2, but if they had to decide between the one, they choose the one or the other it's almost you know 31 percent 23 percent they're kind of you know lined up and i think they're actually splitting their own vote versus man of steel where where you you either definitively like man of steel or you don't you know there's no in between um i know tons of people i'm a superman 2 guy i think that's my favorite one um more more so than regular superman but i could honestly see why superman would be you know some people would be like i like superman better i like superman 2 better but anyone that likes those two movies the best don't they don't like man of steel and anyone who likes Man of Steel, it likes Man of Steel for exactly the reasons we were talking about. What do you guys think? Splitting the vote? Do, do you get a side sub-entry for Superman 2, the Donner Cut? Ah, <laughs> uh, the Donner Cut. I, I actually didn't think the Donner Cut was better. It's, it's, if anything, it's, it's marginally different. Yes. But not, I wouldn't even say better. No, I definitely don't think it's better. I'm not a, bit, I'm not a huge fan of the Donner Cut. Um, I watched it. I thought it was cool. Um, it was, it's always nice to see. What do you guys think about the R-rated uh, director's cut that's going to be coming out for Batman Superman? Oh, my goodness. I'm I mean, sure that's like in direct correlation with Deadpool. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, I'm, I'm thinking, like, what are they possibly going to fit into a Batman versus Superman? Because like, I, I don't think R when I think of Superman. Batman, yeah, I, I can see. Yeah. yeah. You know? I can't uh, see it, Batman swearing. I, no. I can't see him swearing. Not I mean, on this show. He's not allowed to swear yeah. on this show. I mean, I can only see Batman with an R. kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only see Batman with an R rating if we're doing like the, like the Flashpoint Paradox where like it's it's his dad. As opposed to as opposed to to Bruce Wayne, and he has the guns and everything. But uh, I don't even I don't even know what they're going to put in this to make it rated R. Blood. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe we can see Wonder Woman's boobs. Does he? <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> just, just one. Just one though. Yeah. She, 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 she swam from from Theris and She just comes out of the ocean and everything. Ready to Just shakes it off like whips the hair. Back. <laughs> so Dave, you actually brought up a great point. And as listeners of Secrets of the Sire know, I've been a big Deadpool fan. I thought it was going to do great. It was going to massively take over the box office. So yeah, yeah. I know everyone's looking at me like I'm lying because I am actually lying. I actually predicted doom and gloom for it. But the Deadpool effect is in. <laughs> full effect right now um r-rated superhero movies uh, you know it, it, it's it took the merc with a mouth to kind of open studios eyes to say like we could make something r-rated and people will go see it now sergio you you commented though watchmen had little kids coming in there i actually saw little kids on the deadpool movie too yeah and i had little weird. kids even buying deadpool comics and you know, in the in the bookstore, and I was like, eh, "Mom, you don't know what yeah. you're doing right now." It's, like, it's the same parents who buy their kids Grand Theft Auto because it's just a video game. They you know they bring uh, their kids to this movie. It's yeah. a superhero movie, yeah. but it's Deadpool. He says a lot of things that we can't say right now because we get kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Casey, what were you going to say? Um, I, I can sort of get kids reading the Deadpool comics because seeing violence in a comic book versus seeing it on screen, there's a certain difference in, I guess, the viscera. Sure. Like, I haven't really seen a Deadpool comic where he does that, uh, just an insane level of violence that in just that one, the one car where the guy ends up slapped against the, sure. <laughs> the street sign. Like, like, there's funny stuff like that. There's decapitations, dismemberment and things like that but it's just it's different because i think comic book art is a little more cartoony in general than sure. seeing it in a very realistic way don't get me wrong there are adult oriented deadpool comics too like there's deadpool mm -hmm. max which was done by kyle baker um weird but but interesting um the best r-rated comic book version of a character is garth ennis's run on punisher yes if you guys haven't read that you should it's amazing and that was actually to this, I mean, when he was in in the thick of his run, and I'm not even, it doesn't even have to be Steve Dillon on the artwork. It was, he had a bunch of different artists and different runs at different times. He actually would, like, leave the book and then come back to the book. John McCrea, Goran Pavlov. Always my favorite. Always my favorite yeah. out of that. And then his, you know, that lends to R-rated. Deadpool lends to R-rated. Batman, Superman? Uh, Wonder Woman's boob? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really—I don't know—I don't know what else to, to even think about that. Um, David, thank you. Show us more superhero bulge. <laughs> oh no, that's it. Damn it, <laughs> that's it. David, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you listening. <laughs> no problem, guys. All right. 
So we are joined in the studio by the Bad Coyote Funky Bunch. This is Secrets of the Sire. We are on every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. The podcast gets launched every Monday. You can get it on iTunes. You simply search for Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E. You can uh, check out the Twitter page, at Michael underscore Dolce. You can check out the Facebook page, slash Secrets of the Sire and SecretsOfTheSire.com. Likewise, you can check out BadCoyoteFunky.com and check out their podcasts every Thursday night. When we return, I want to get into, and I actually saved a little extra time for this because I want to get into the superhero movies that are now coming out. First of all, we want to find out what you guys think is going to happen in Batman versus Superman. I want to hear your take on it. Um, we're going to do our Batman versus Superman predictions, both box office and fan reaction and story content. That's three things. So we're going to have a jam-packed last segment. And then we're going to start talking about the X-Men movies coming out um, and Civil War coming out and see what you guys think about that. So when we return. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Thank you guys all for joining us. We have in studio the Bad Coyote Funky Bunch. Secrets of the Sire, weekly on TalkingAlternative.com. You can catch us on Periscope, at Michael underscore Dolce. You can also catch us on YouNow, at Michael underscore Dolce as well. Um, we are brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AudibleTrial.com slash Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E. All right, so we've had a jam-packed show. We've had a lot of callers, which we really appreciate. The call-in number, if you want to get in on this, but we got about 20 minutes to go, is 480-877-480-4120. We want to welcome all our Periscope peeps. Um, we also got a lot of reaction to the movie trailer madness question on our Facebook page. So real quick, just to kind of read off a couple comments based on that was some people, Mark Poulton, he's a great writer, he actually had no problem with the Batman-Superman trailer. He said it didn't show him too much. I didn't want to say, did you see the Doomsday one? Because I didn't know if he saw it or not. And then yeah, all this, you know, there's all these different variations of trailers. I know, I know. So there was, I that, there was that, that third one. one that was really good. Like, it was, like, well yeah. cut. It was, it was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have showed that one first and just kept left Doomsday out. But I don't think that guy saw... What we're well, that's what I'm saying. And, I didn't, and I'm, like, not giving away any spoilers, but did you see the one that had that thing, that guy yeah. that did that thing? And, and, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's impossible. You don't want to spoil it, and we don't want to spoil it here either. Uh, Joe Mulvey, another terrific artist with Comics Tribe. He's got a book coming out this um, this summer with Comics Tribe, and we're going to have him on the show at some point when I can get him free to come on. But uh, he also, he goes dark. He goes dark before certain movies. I did the same during Star Wars, um, but it was hard. And I guess for me, going dark with Batman Superman was, I read the comics. Any comic book movie, I don't go dark because it's like, okay, I read the comics. I know something of what's going to happen. And then to see Doomsday just completely took me by surprise. So I don't know. What are your guys' predictions? We got Casey and we got Sergio. Casey, I'll start with you. Predictions, Batman, Superman. I want three things. I want box office predictions. I want fan reaction, and then I want story predictions. Just you know, your own your own prediction on that. Box office, it's going to kill it because mm -hmm. people have been wanting this since they're ten years old. Yeah. Even 
even nine-year-olds that are out there don't know that they want this want this <laughs> yeah like people are are just gonna go see it there's there's no way about it i i have seen just today alone in something like my facebook feed people who i know from high school college what have you know nothing about comics nothing about superheroes just like i want to go see it it's batman versus superman like sure. could be cool I mean, if you have a, a draw like that for something that I would say is ostensibly a hundred percent pure comic book movie, yeah, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna have huge numbers. Do you want like a like a ballpark figure? Because I have no. I would say compare it to how Deadpool did. Let's let's use that as a benchmark. Deadpool has been like just killing it, and it's been you know on a longevity sake killing it. So what do you think? Uh, is is a hundred is a hundred million a a low ball? Uh, that is actually kind of a low ball. Yeah. They're for, talking. For, they're talking three hundred million worldwide. Just for an opening weekend. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I guess I don't really know. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> what do you think about the fan reactions? So, I mean, fan reactions have been coming in. Reviews have been coming in. Without giving anything away, what are your, uh, you know, what are you reading and what are you seeing? What do you think is going to happen? The uh, the muggles will like it. <laughs> and by muggles, of course, I mean the the everyday, very casual sort of fans. The ordinary who, mind. The ordinary people. Yeah. And then, what do you think personally, story-wise? You think it's gonna? You think it's gonna live up to your expectations? Um, I'm gonna go in there. I'm walking in disappointed, and I'm leaving disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, prediction number one, Sergio. What do you? Th- what are your thoughts first on how is it going to do? Box office wise. Box office wise, I, I also agree that it's going to crush it. I mean, it, everyone knows Batman. Everyone knows Superman. Not everybody knew Guardians of the Galaxy, and that absolutely killed it. it no was one great. knew Deadpool though. True. No, like a lot of people didn't know Deadpool, but people who are Deadpool fans, there's someone who is a Deadpool fan inside of your circle somewhere. <laughs> because every time like we go to like a convention like Comic Con, there's always like thousands of Deadpools. So somebody knows a Deadpool fan, and they brought that person who isn't a Deadpool fan there. Uh, so I think for, so for wait, box office. So wait. So let me let me frame it for box office a little bit better too, a little more succinct, right? It's going to kill opening weekend. But do you think there's going to, I mean, this kind of leads into the second question. Do you think the fan reaction is going to be strong enough that it continues to kill it? Because it's opening weekend, I think, is going to, I mean, it's going to do great. There's just no question it's going to do great opening weekend. But is it going to have the staying power that Deadpool has had and Guardians of the Galaxy had and et cetera? I don't think it'll have the, the staying power because we're already seeing uh, people have mixed reviews. And mm-hmm. people, some people are just not interested at all. But they've seen the trailer and yeah. a lot of people do feel, I've seen it all. Why am I going to pay like X amount of dollars? Because yeah. movie tickets are not cheap. Right now, I so, like how you tied that into our discussion of movie yeah, trailers. Look t- at that. It's almost like a podcast regularly. <laughs> There's a nice night thirty guys back in the funky. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so fan reaction um, going off of that too. I think a lot of people are gonna like it. I mean, I've been seeing mixed things here. Uh, you know, there are people who love the Transformers movies. You know, the Everyday Man, the Muggle. So people are gonna go and Batman, Superman. Oh my God, it's just amazing. My eyes, because the spectacle. You know, the big musical mm-hmm. scores. Uh, the, the huge stars Ben Affleck. Uh, Henry Cavill and uh, there are people like us who are in this world uh, of you know of geek and nerd and we're like mm, we're gonna go in we're gonna scrutinize everything sure. so so I think we're we are gonna be the driving force of keeping this thing uh, not it's it's not gonna do as well as, as as we think it's gonna do I don't think it's the kind of movie that you go see twice yes I don't think you I, have I like agree. days to take off work to see it. Twice. <laughs> no. I mean, that's that's basically. No. What, I mean, it's like three and a half hours. It yeah. is massive. I, I mean, the, the 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 length of movies has has increased, but I think that's more to do with the fact that movie theaters want to keep people, you know, coming to the theater. So I, I think that kind of plays into it. But yeah, man, it's like three and a half hours. Yeah, and I've I've seen I've seen Star Wars: The Force Awakens six times. Oh, Absolutely six times, just to different friends, family, people sure. who are like, I need to see it with you. <laughs> Let's go. But but this movie, it's not going to be like. No. Like I have friends like, oh, I'm just going to go see it in my, on my, my lunch break or something. I'm like, yeah. three-hour lunch break. Anyway, but uh, yeah, people who are like, oh, I'm just going to go see go to a I'm going to go see it and get fired yeah. for, for not yeah. coming back to the office afterwards. Yeah, like I have a friend who just had a baby. She's like, oh, I'm just going to go to matinee on Sunday and whatever. Like it's not an event, but for, for Star Wars, uh, like we, we saw it yeah. together because it was like, okay, I'm but we're doing this time, this day. We'll get some food first. And yeah. but this is like... Oh. Mommy and me matinee, Superman v. Batman. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... In terms of st- uh, story-wise, are we gonna are we gonna walk out of the fight scene with Batman Superman being satisfied? Ooh, 
Because hmm. that's, I mean, you know, we talked about the movie trailer, right? We talked about how we didn't need to know Doomsday was there. We didn't need to see Wonder Woman. Justin McKibben actually commented, uh, he thought actually just seeing Wonder Woman was a bit too much. Uh, which I agree. I don't, you know, I, I don't know if I agree or not. I, I know kind of seeing her is okay. Like, that could be kind of cool and maybe lead you in different directions. Um, but, you know, the moment we want to see is that Dark Knight Returns-esque Batman, Superman fight scene so what do we think the cleated boot kick <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the one um i have a feeling and this might just be because i feel like this is a what they might try to do in in something like star trek in the darkness they flip everything on its head because uh-huh. people know what what to expect um so in that one you know you have the whole kirk spock dynamic sure one loses another but flipped for the 80s movie versus now people i think are going into this thinking batman is gonna is going to take it yeah. or if there will even be if there is a definite winner because sure. in comic book fights there's like oh we fight but then we team up to fight a greater threat sure yeah what if superman's the one that for the first time in what might be comic book history deals out an out and out curb stomp you know and, and that's actually a great point too because this is not the superman we grew up reading no. and and Zack snyder kind of made it that way specifically in man of steel so you might actually be 100% right. And theoretically speaking, if he was anything of like, you know, if he could live up to his own powers, should destroy Batman. I mean, he should. Batman should lose every fight, if you really think about it. <laughs> but Batman is always smarter than the average bear, and he's able to actually, you know, deduce your weaknesses in this and that. And Superman's weakness in the comics is that he, he for, an a- for an alien, he's actually surprisingly human and empathetic, and he kind of like, you know, that's how Batman kind of beats him, you know, in, in Dark Knight Returns, too. He kind of takes him by surprise because he knows Superman is not giving 100%. So, but Zack Snyder's Superman might be giving like 1,000%. And, and <laughs> he might, he might, might be a really fast movie, prior. actually, now that I think about it. It might be like, <laughs> it might be like two hours of us just like, just like showing Batman man's grave and be like oh yes yeah. you have this the scene in the trailer batman blocks the punch and then superman just like he's just got the arm still hanging there and the thing is i think we're going to be hugely disappointed i mean not to bring everything down but we know that these other heroes are in the movie so it's going to end up forming the justice league so in the end i mean the fight might be good but it's not going to culminate to anything crazy it never does it's it's, it's not and and knowing that is really disappointing for me because it's like i don't know at one point aquaman's going to come out of the flash or cyborg but they're going to come out and then batman versus superman okay we got to go face this this other guy over here which might be dark side thank you trailer for not spoiling them by the way yes 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 that would have been way over the line yes now i'm I'm hoping khaleesi comes out with aquaman (laughs) when he he comes out of the water too that'd be great mother of Wales. speaking of game of thrones we're gonna have a game of thrones episode in two weeks look leading up to the new season so really excited about that trying to get a really cool guest on as well too so we'll see uh see how we do about that but um last night we also kind of did a lot of great uh, talking about the dark knight returns and batman and superman and um so if you don't catch bad coyote funky regularly their podcast is every nine uh, every thursday 9 30 p.m you can go to bad and then you can also check them out live on twitch.tv slash bad coyote funky you can hear sergio you can hear casey you can hear dave and you can hear greg who all called into the show today as well too so looking forward now batman superman we're going to give our unapologetic spoiler free as much as we can review next week on this show but beyond that we've got marvel civil war coming up we've got X-Men Apocalypse, out of the two movies, what do we think is going to be the best one out of those two? Uh, Civil War, no question. No question. Uh, really? Suicide Squad, option C. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know guy. what? Yeah, but, but, um, but yeah, uh, the thing with uh, with X-Men, I, I'm a huge X-Men fan, but the movies have never done them justice. Agreed. Yeah, because it's, it's always the, the, the director's size Hollywood version of, of what we think the fans want. I mean, just look at what they did to, to Deadpool. They sewed his mouth shut and everything. That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> and, uh, and in this one, I think the only thing that looks really good is uh, Psylocke, played by Olivia Munn. Amazing. Yeah. Um, right off the page. Right off sure. the page. Absolutely. And that's because she adamantly went after the character. She actually went into uh, a costume fitting and they had it not correct. It was it was all black. It was different. And she uh-huh. goes, no, 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 this is not Psylocke. So it's the industry is still trying to do their own interpretation. So for X-Men Apocalypse, I think it's going to be enjoyable. I'm going to go see it, but it's not going to be what we want. I mean, is an X-Men movie good? Flip a coin. 
it's a good point. A Days of Future's Past, I thought was was pretty cool. But did, yeah. but you know what the funny thing about the X Men movies are too, and this is something that I mean, this is my own personal feeling on it. For something like Days of Future's Past, I would have been so excited like twenty years ago because it's like, wow, they're finally taking this iconic storyline and they're and they're putting it up on film. How great is that? Um, but they, the Marvel has destroyed the X Men franchise so much. I feel like over the last five ten years that I'm just not as excited to see these iconic storylines up there anymore because they're not. I can't go to the comic store after and and kind of pick it up from where the movie leaves off. Wolverine's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel, stop trying to make the Inhumans a thing. They're never going to be a it's thing. Not, yeah, please stop. You know they're <laughs> they're doing a decent job with that though. I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised at how good they're they're doing with that because Inhumans really are less than a thing, and now they're not as bad a thing, but they're not a thing. <laughs> but um, so I would say. Civil War, we're looking forward to Spider-Man's cameo. We thought it was too much in uh, in in the trailer, but what do you think is gonna what do you think his role is gonna be in the actual movie and how much we're we gonna see of him? If they put it any anywhere like they're trying to frame it around the the Miller McNiven comic mm-hmm. upon which the title is at least taken sure. from and the Tony Stark Steve Rogers fight is I guess pulled from. Um, he's gonna be put center stage. They're gonna play him up to the media in the in the sense that it's like look at this a teenager just developed powers he's siding with the government yeah he if they do the whole unmasking bit uh-huh. just like you know that made literal newspaper headlines in real life mm-hmm. um that's what they're gonna do fight scenes maybe they'll throw him in i hope so because oh, God. you have to have him in there and, and show more action than just him grifting captain america's <laughs> shield sure Sure. Well, I want to thank our guests. We got Sergio and Casey from Bad Coyote Funky. We also had Dave and Greg call in. Thank you, guys. And I want to thank our other caller, Eileen, for for, uh, jumping on and joining the conversation. We invite all of our listeners to do so every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. Podcast to follow, podcast, you know, to follow on Mondays on iTunes. And uh, where can we uh, where can we catch your guys' podcast? Even though we've mentioned it a billion times, <laughs> you can catch it on uh, Twitch.tv slash uh, Bad Cody Funky live Thursday nine thirty Eastern Standard, and uh, we're also on iTunes. And for you Android users, on SoundCloud. Casey, anything? I've got a pretty great OKCupid okay profile. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, you can catch us. Now we've got about 20 minutes left to vote in the Superman bracket of our March Madness bracket franchise final four. So far, Man of Steel looks like it's going to come away. We had Tim Burton's Batman um, fall to the Dark Knight in our opening round. We had Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man, actually taking it last week in our in our Spider-Man bracket. And it looks like Man of Steel might take it, but there's still time to vote. So go onto my Twitter page, at Michael underscore Dolce, D-O-L-C as in cat, E. You can catch us next week. We are going to give our unapologetic, and I say we, but it's going to be me and anybody who calls in, um, give our love to our Periscope people as well, too, if they chime in as well. Uh, we're going to give our review of Batman versus Superman, tell you what we thought. We're going to look forward to the X-Men movies coming out, Civil War movies, and we're going to do our X-Men bracket next week. So I want to thank all of our guests, all of our callers. This is Secrets of the Sire, weekly, 11 a.m., TalkingAlternative.com, Talking Movies, Pop Culture, TV, and Comic and comics, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. 
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 